As creators, we are trying to build a network on social media platforms. But do we own this network of audience or followers that we are building? Can you DM or email all your followers in a click about an upcoming event or about your new product and then they can listen to you? More importantly, what happens if someday just like hashtag ban TikTok was trending, we see something like hashtag ban Instagram? This is part two of the gig economy and freelance culture of India on our podcast when we met. My name is Pawan Rojwani and this show is produced by Platform for Artists and is supported by all our community members. Hello everyone, welcome to the season 2 episode 4 of our podcast when we met. In the third episode, we spoke to Kavan, who is the co-founder and CEO of Indifolio Network, which is a marketplace to hire creative professionals in India. We also spoke about three reports from around the world about gig economy, and I managed to speak to the founder of a consulting firm who published one of those reports. But the most interesting thing happened when I stumbled upon a Medium article with the title, It's Time to Destroy the Gig Economy. And then the curiosity in me decided to dig up everything about this person. But before we get into anything, this episode has two separate guests from different parts of the world. One of them is Shelby Stephens, who is the co-founder and CEO of Jolly. Jolly is a US-based network of independent workers. And the second guest is Sanjay Lakotia, who is the co-founder of Noble House, which is a gig marketplace. Both the guests are very diverse in the work that they do. And while Shelby might sound like a cool startup guy from the US, Sanjay is like a senior level, very professional co-founder of a company. I want to thank both of them again for giving me their time on such a short notice via a cold email. But this is like a tip to every freelancer who's listening to this episode that cold emails work. Just send an email to the client that you want to work with or a brand that you want to collaborate and I'm sure they will respond. If not immediately, but maybe in some days if you remind them again. You will listen to my conversation with Shelby from here onwards. To get better context to the conversation, you can visit their website jollyhq.com so that you know some of the terms like trust economy or transfer your reputation from the conversation. It's not a compulsion, but yeah, just give them a visit once. They are doing some great work. Thank you so much, Shelby, once again for uh, doing this conversation and taking out the time. I know this was like a random email to you, but uh, you've taken out your time for this. So I really appreciate that. Uh, it's my pleasure, man. My my life is one long series of random emails at this point, it seems. So it's all good. <laughs> I'm directly going to jump into uh, some questions. And I want to cool. start with something related to your Medium blog. Okay. Uh and the question is, why do you want to kill the current gig economy? <laughs> uh, the current gig economy is, I think, I think it's helpful to think of it like a game. Um, it's not a game that many people play for fun, but I think it's helpful to think of it as a, as a game in the sense that there are rules that people are playing by. And this is true for many social systems, not just the gig economy. But if you think about work platforms, work intermediation platforms, like your Upworks, your Fivers, this kind of stuff, your on-demand apps, like your Ubers and Uber for X is all the way down. 
there's a pretty common set of rules across all of these systems. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the rules are usually um, workers can find work. The platform or the app or the marketplace is going to take a cut of their earnings. Uh, and then the worker's reputation data is going to be kind of locked inside the walls of that marketplace or app. And, mm-hmm. um, and there's a bunch of other rules that I think aren't cool. Like another really good example is that in many cases, the worker doesn't really own their network of clients or, or customers um, in the sense that like, say an Uber driver does a thousand rides. They don't have a thousand clients that they can, that they can go back to and, you know, try to get work from or try to earn more. So mm-hmm. there are these rules that were created by the rules weren't created by the worker rules of the of the current gig economy were created largely by these kind of intermediaries um, middlemen you know whatever you want to call them and uh, those intermediaries don't share the same values as the worker um, <clears throat> workers uh, whether they realize it or not want to own their reputation they want to be able to build a reputation that they can use for whatever purpose they want the way that somebody who builds a reputation on LinkedIn say can use that reputation to go apply for jobs or whatever. Um, They want to own their network of clients and and really what this boils down to is they want to be able to build an independent career. Um, And this is something that really came out of like a a, a huge amount of research that my co-founder Zach and I did starting kind of mid 2018 and really continuing through to today, but um, around, you know, what are the kind of issues facing independent workers? And this is something that we're kind of personally familiar with because Zach and I have both worked as independent workers in different spaces, mm-hmm. Zach kind of on the digital marketing side, but also doing some event kind of bartending and me on the video production side mostly. Um, and then obviously we've both worked with freelancers a lot, but yeah. that's kind of, that's what we mean when we say kill the gig economy. It has nothing to do with, killing people's ability to earn it's about killing the kind of existing paradigm or the existing rule structure and uh our our hypothesis here is that you don't want to just kill an existing rule structure and not replace it you want to design a new system of rules that's more equitable and humane for everyone really um and introduce that kind of make that available to people and that uh, hopefully the existence of this new kind of rule set will attract people and ultimately lift the quality of the entire system for everybody. Um, and so it's, it's not about trying to get rid of middlemen or get rid of marketplaces or get rid of labor apps. It's about trying to create this new rule system that then levels everybody up so that over time, these existing apps that don't let workers own their reputation, don't let workers own their network over time kind of like have to start doing that and build that into their model. And we think that'll benefit, you know, that'll benefit a lot of, a lot of independent workers around the world. Mm -hmm. So I I get the ideas and the belief and philosophy behind it, but can you like specifically say how Jolly is different from a Fiverr.com or a freelancer.com or an Upwork? Of course. Yeah. So an Upwork, a Fiverr, uh, freelancer.com, classic labor marketplace, right? Or some people call work intermediation platform. Uh, you know, 
You'll create a profile. You'll specify your skills and rates. People can find you there. Uh, you can you can get notifications about jobs, bid on them, etc. Um, but the key of their entire model is is the term intermediation. So the entire you know their monetization strategy, their entire business model rests on you know me, you know you finding me, you hiring me on the platform so that the platform can take a cut. Yeah. And that becomes their primary focus. And you see this, you see this playing out in a bunch of different ways. Um, it's in everybody's privacy policy, right? But like Upwork's a great example because even recently they've been updating their terms of service to increase the fee. If you want to, if you, if you meet me on Upwork and you decide you want to hire me off of Upwork, they took the fee from $3,000 now. Now it's a percentage of past earnings or something. And the, the max fee is like $50,000. They just recently in the last couple of weeks, I think, or maybe three weeks ago, um, now they now prohibit even communicating with each other before making a hire outside of Upwork. Um, so there's just all these things that these platforms have to do to prevent people from working together directly. And so Jolly is the exact opposite of that. So okay. the entire purpose of Jolly in terms of, of people meeting and transacting is direct, is working together directly without somebody in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, and so in that way, like when you think about, and, and I'll, I'll speak to some additional functionality that we have, that we offer that, that they don't offer. But when you think about the parts of Jolly that are about two people meeting and working together, our model is like basically 180 degrees opposite of, of mm -hmm. a classic marketplace. Um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit, um, it's kind of understated because we don't make a big deal out of that. Like it's, it's, it feels similar in the sense, like you can sign into Jolly, you can post a job, people get notified, you can communicate. Um, but at its core, it is fundamentally kind of the opposite. It's, it's a marketplace mm -hmm. where, where our goal isn't to take a cut from you. Um, so that's one thing that's different. And then the other thing is that Jolly really at its core is a, is a social network, is a professional network. So there's a social mm -hmm. graph, there's connections. You and I can like connect on Jolly. We can, you can create a business profile. We can connect it. So it's typical. It's the stuff that you're familiar with, with from a LinkedIn or, or a Facebook, right? It's mm -hmm. profile pages, it's connections. It's how many people are you connected to? Who are you connected to? Who are they connected to? Um, so there's very much like a, a networking or connection component. Um, that, that's another major difference. Um, and then the third is, is the, is the purpose of the profile, right? So mm -hmm. your profile on Upwork, if you're a freelancer or your profile on Fiverr, your profile on freelancer.com, just using the three examples you gave, um, the purpose of that profile is to get someone to hire you on that platform. Mm -hmm. The purpose of your Jolly profile is to serve as kind of a hub of your experience, not just if somebody finds and hires you on Jolly, but wherever they find and hire you, right? And so this is why we've built kind of the V1. We've recently shipped the first version of a feature that lets you start porting your reputation over from other marketplaces and displaying it on your Jolly mm -hmm. profile, right? So it's meant to uh, serve as this kind of aggregation of your experience and your skills and your reputation across the entire gig economy, not just your work history in a specific platform. So those are just a few of the ways, but, but um, 
uh, that were different from a classic marketplace. So while I was scrolling through your uh, site, there are two terms or like a sentence that I would like to know and understand more about it. One is uh, what does the term trust economy really mean? And second Mm. is a sentence that I found which said, uh, use your reputation to get high paying jobs. So is this reputation something similar to a review or a rating system on marketplace sites or it's something different? So two, two separate questions. So let's take them one at a time and I might, I might have to get you to ask the second question again. Uh, so because the first one might require a slightly longer answer. Um, so the first question was, what is the trust economy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the trust economy is the new set of rules that we think are more humane and equitable for the service economy, the labor economy. Um, and when we think about the term gig economy, that's kind of what I, you, you asked this question earlier. This was largely my answer to why do you want to kill the gig economy? Well, when we think about the gig economy, we don't think about a specific app or a specific type of human behavior. When we think about the gig economy, we think of it as a set of rules that people are playing by. And in my previous answer to your, in my answer to your previous question, I, I explained why I think those rules are not good um, for, for most people. Um, and so the trust economy is the new set of rules that we think will result in a much more kind of humane and equitable uh, service ecosystem uh, between humans. Um, mm-hmm. And so these rules are really designed, the, the trust economy, this new set of rules is designed to really empower independent workers to do mm-hmm. the things I've been talking about, take ownership and control of their reputation, take ownership and control of their network of connections, and really mm-hmm. ultimately take ownership and control of their independent career. So specifically, these principles are people, not platforms, should own mm-hmm. their reputation data and their network of contacts. That's kind of the first thing, is that you know, your Uber driver, your Upwork, you know, uh, computer programmer, your Fiverr video marketing person, Mm -hmm. these people should own their network of clients. They should be able to work with those clients directly if they want to. Now, if they choose to keep working through the platform, that's great. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And that's because the platform is continuing to provide them value in the sense of, you know, getting them new customers or providing them a different additional functionality. Um, so that's number one is that people, not platforms, should own their reputation data and their network of contacts. Um, And the second one, which is kind of a a corollary, is that we should be able to work together freely if we want Mm to, without middlemen. And then the third one is that really the the highest relationship should be the service relationship between worker and client, not the relationship between the middleman and the client. And by client, I mean the person buying the service, right? And so yeah. this is a really important point because what a lot of you know, big players in the gig economy have done and really, really all meaningful players in the gig economy so far have done is they've abstracted trust away from the worker. So mm-hmm. the, 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 the app or the marketplace says to the buyer, look, just trust us. 
you don't need to worry about building trust with a worker. You just trust us. And your relationship with us is the key here. And we think one of the key rules in the trust economy is, is, is replacing that with the notion that really the highest relationship should be between the person providing the service and the person and the person receiving it. Um, and so those, those are kind of the three main kind of principles or premises that, uh, that define the, the trust economy or the, this new rule system. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to release a, a blog post that really like digs into this stuff and, and provides mm-hmm. more detail on each one of these things. But basically the trust economy takes us from what is today a system of closed service marketplaces to an open labor market. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a shift from closed to open. And we think this mm-hmm. is very natural and very good. Um, and so by open, I mean, open reputation, mm-hmm. you know, owning your own, being able to use it however you want, open network, owning your mm-hmm. contacts, being able to use them however you want, and then open work, working directly with each other if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's how we define the trust economy. Yeah, and the second question was about um, a sentence on your side which says, use your reputation to get high paying jobs. So by the word reputation, how different is this from a review or a rating system on marketplaces or uh, what is the whole uh, philosophy and um, what's the understanding behind this reputation thing? I think I understand the question is, is the question, how do we envision that you can use your reputation to get higher paying jobs? Or is the question, how do we see the difference between ratings and reputation or both? Both, both actually. (laughs) Okay. So um, the difference between ratings and reputation, uh, at least insofar as, as, as we imagine it is that a rating is very granular, right? So a rating is like you did a five star job on this project that I hired you for, mm-hmm. right? A, a rating is a component of your reputation. Your reputation is an aggregate of a bunch of stuff. So it's an aggregate of your, your specific ratings, your, uh, your average ratings, um, your written reviews, mm-hmm. your, depending on the type of work you do, it could be things like your portfolio images. Um, so it's, it's kind of, it's all sorts of things comprise your, your reputation, who, who you're connected to, how many people are you connected to? And do they also have a good reputation? Um, what businesses have you worked for, right? Not all ratings are created equal. So a five-star rating from, from one business kind of carries less weight than it does if the five-star rating came from, you know, some, really reputable, well-known company. So mm-hmm. there's all sorts of things that comprise your reputation. Um, and, and a, each individual rating is like, is a piece of that. Um, mm-hmm. so that, that's how I would think about the difference between ratings and reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, the second question, which was how, how do you, how do you, how does Jolly help you use your reputation to get higher paying jobs? So the first thing that Jolly does is that it actually lets you build a reputation in a way that no other gig economy platform does. So mm-hmm. you can, you can have, you can have like an aggregate of your ratings as an Uber driver or an aggregate of your rating 
uh, ratings for certain projects, but nowhere else can you bring all of those together to show them in one place. Mm-hmm. Also get first party reviews. So anything that you're getting reviewed for that wasn't done through a gig economy, an existing gig economy app or marketplace also form connections and show that you're connected to people and also, um, yeah, and, and also build that network and, and show what companies you've worked for and basically do all the things, bring all the pieces together that actually form a reputation in the way that I was just defining it. I resonate with Shelby's thoughts and ideas largely and I really appreciate the product that they are building for this new gig economy that's going to come uh, in future for us. Continuing to some extent what uh, he was trying to say is Let's say you have 1000 followers on Instagram and you want to let all these 1000 people know about an event you are doing this weekend or about a new product or service you are launching in the coming days. How do you make sure that these 1000 people see your message or listen to you? There is no tool that allows you to email or message all these 1000 people in a go. So how do we make sure that we can, you know, email or message the audience we are building on these platforms when we need to? Don't, don't stress yourself on finding the answer. You cannot do that. There is no way we can own the network on any of these platforms. You go to Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or I don't know any other uh, platform that you use. There is no way we can take full control of our audience. Same is with the gig economy marketplaces. Let's say you have a freelancer account on Upwork or Fiverr.com. If you see a Facebook post which says, Hey, ABC brand is looking to hire freelance designer for XYZ work. Please send your portfolio on yeclientmiljairebaba at the rate gmail.com. You send your Fiverr.com account to the brand, but they want to hire you off the platform because obviously the marketplace takes some 10 to 30% of the project value. I'm not saying that's wrong. It's what their business is and you agreed to do it because you checked that small box which said terms and conditions and then signed up and you created your account. But what I'm saying is this system is really outdated now. There's a lot that we can do in order to have a more efficient freelance culture. And that is the reason why I wanted to have a conversation with someone experienced like Sanjay to know what he feels about this. You will listen to my conversation with him over a Zoom call from here onwards. Okay. So before I was also uh, thinking about writing and recording conversations around gig economy, we just ask a few questions on our social media handles as well that uh, from where do you usually get your gigs or uh, some freelance assignments, what online websites or online portals, you know, are mostly useful for uh, the audience that we have. Majority of them answered as Facebook groups or Instagram or WhatsApp groups or LinkedIn groups. But what do you think? How credible are these uh, social media platforms to get gigs? And also how credible are these for organizations to hire talent? There are a lot of, uh, in, uh, I would say, uh, networks of people in small groups or larger groups. Uh, where people are sharing a lot of information about gig work that is going around. So that definitely helps. Uh, Can they cater? Because many of these are not, uh, you know, networks which are uh, uh, openly going and sourcing projects on behalf of the gig workers. 
uh, they're predominantly available for others to you know come and do it uh, hence my guess would be that uh, you know many of them are not able to generate as many assignments as possible so now with more organized players coming into the picture so uh, say for uh, your kind of work some of the international organizations that are helping uh, drive a lot of traffic are uh, companies like you know fiber or companies like uh, uh, upwork or companies like toptal uh, who drive a lot of traffic of quality projects uh, to its members and, and those probably get you more uh, exciting opportunities it is what i would assume so people do have informal networks from which they also generate you know business for the kind of platform that i run which is more managerial uh, manpower oriented uh, but my assumption is that some of the best assignments if you really wanted to chase you would have to come to a platform like ours because we are consciously going and talking to companies and generating those kind of assignments uh, you know for our members so a uh, a organization like yours is very much curating the opportunities for the members is what i would say is the difference from social media Correct. platforms uh but talking about a marketplace like fiverr or upwork or freelancer.com or any of these marketplaces which are very global uh, in scale what do you think how much are they deeply rooted in the indian context uh, for example if i'm trying to hire a marathi content writer or let's say a tamil voice over artist not necessarily any of these go- global marketplaces might be helpful to us and eventually then people move to facebook groups or whatsapp groups and all these social media platforms so where do you think the marketplace scenario is going to go or is currently for the indian players uh see it's a very simple thing you know uh it depends on demand supply right uh technology will definitely give you an ability to be able to do any of this that we are talking about but if there is not enough demand for that talent then obviously you know people will find it difficult to find them on platforms like this but gradually i would assume that as we keep going forward we will see uh, you know lot many more these kind of requirements also getting into the formal networks as we go forward so we are you know in india you can say the organization side of it is at a nascent stage today uh, predominantly indians are bidding more for international projects because they are better paying and you have a cost advantage uh, so definitely you know uh, uh, there is a little bit of a difference in how we are approaching it now we are getting country specific networks as well and even these companies are now becoming more localized and focused on local markets as well so as time progresses you will see that you know we can find some of those skills uh, if they are required in the country uh, also available on those platforms and uh... i was reading some of the articles that you have written and you had predicted in those that in 2020 how will the situation for gig economy will be how do you think the covid-19 situation has sort of changed those predictions or how will it be uh, post covid-19 situation for gig economy in india my guess is that uh, we've just fast tracked the gig economy story you know that's my uh, take from covid-19 that you know some of the things which uh, in pre covid times uh, 
we would still talk about educating the market around allowing people to work from home we will still talk about uh, you know companies not being very comfortable working with freelancers uh, now i see a lot many more companies opening up conversations around uh, you know engaging more with gig workers uh, and uh, we are seeing a lot more uh, you know engagement uh, and appreciation uh, of this entire you know work model in the post covid conversation uh, of course you know many of the companies are still trying to get back to uh, work uh, so now is not the best time to say that it has already happened but my guess is that you know some of the conversations that i was expecting i will do maybe a year down the line or two years down the line uh, i'll probably start doing them in a month or two so that's what covid has done for us uh, it's changed the uh, way people look at jobs it's changed the way uh, people imagine the workplace to be and it will be positive in my mind for gig workers especially attached to the corporate side as well definitely there has been a lot of gyan about gig economy and freelance culture in these two episodes but i will tell you my opinion about all this this is a survival of the fittest era if you're not damn good at your job you cannot survive all these tips and tricks and everything else can work only if you are the best photographer or the best writer or the best designer out there nobody should be able to beat your skills yes they might have more number of followers or better instagram aesthetic or just say they might be in a better city than you are but none of it matters if you have a better skill to offer than them this might sound to ambitious or motivational speaker sort of but i can see this is happening in the future so just put your social media off and focus on your skill everything else will eventually fall into its place but how will you guys know about this podcast if you are inactive on your social media did i shoot myself in the foot here i'm not sure about it because sometimes i just get into the dilemma that should i tell everyone about how fucked up our internet system is or should i just use my knowledge to exploit this internet behavior for my own benefit हाँ सुनने के लिए काफ़ी रूड या हार्श साउंड कर रहा होगा बट इट्स अ वेरी सीरियस क्वेश्चन गाइज इफ गांधी जी हैड टू फाइट फॉर फ्रीडम इन 2020, ट्वेंटी हिज कैंपेन वुड हैव बीन डिस्ट्रॉयड बाई ऑल द फेक रूमर्स अबाउट हिम ऑन द इंटरनेट या फिर कैंपेन कभी आगे ही नहीं जाता क्योंकि उन्हें एंगेजमेंट नहीं मिल रहा होगा फेसबुक पर सो डेफिनेटली आई डोंट वॉन्ट टू बी अ गांधी जी बट आई ऑल्सो डोंट वॉन्ट टू बी वन ऑफ दोज एम वे प्रोडक्ट सेल्स गाइज हु गिवज यू द स्कीम टू जॉइन थ्री मोर पीपल एंड देन थ्री मोर पीपल एंड देन थ्री मोर पीपल because that's what how the internet has become today it's more like that chain marketing or affiliate marketing whatever you want to call on that and while we're doing that we forget why did we even come into this race but now it's too late to get out of the race because if you stop the people behind you will crush you and go ahead one second why are we talking about the internet is the next episode title shut the fuck up internet and am i talking to mark zagarbak for this that you will know next friday thank you so much everyone for listening to our podcast when we met you can find this podcast on spotify apple podcast google podcast hubhopper gana anchor or any other podcast app from the world please 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 i request you all to share this podcast with other creators or artists or your friends who would love to listen to such topics this show is still young and needs all your help send it in that whatsapp group or on your facebook post or ig story or rate us on any of these podcast apps 
my name is pawan rochani and this show is produced by platform for artist and is supported by all our community members yes you as well each one of you listening to this episode is our supporter